Hey there, lovelies, and welcome back to Gloss Girl Diaries, where not only are we your backstage pass to all things weddings, but today we are talking to the beautiful Mel from Marry Me Mel. Now, this is what you actually need to get married, you know, the legal stuff. But Mel is so much fun, and there's some really cool stories to hear. So pop on your headphones, let's go for a walk, or let's just sit on the couch, and let's have a chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, we're back again. I am joined by my beautiful co-host Candice and today we have a special treat for you. We're talking to um, an amazing celebrant um, who is here in Port Stephens, Hunter Valley, Newcastle, travels I'm sure in lots of different places but we are so excited to be talking to Mel. Good morning. Good morning. How's that intro? I love it. You need to be my hype girl. We are so excited to be talking to you today because I will give everybody a little bit of background. When I first met Mel, she walked in with this fabulous dress on, fabulous shoes. She just looked incredible and her energy was infectious. So I am super excited to have you here. Oh, I love that. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm Mel, obviously. Um, I um, have been a celebrant for almost three years now. Um, I do do this full time, but I have a three-year-old as well, so that's like a never-ending job. Um, I um, Non-boring, fun, vibrant, inclusive ceremonies is what I do. Um, making it all about the couple but also getting the guests involved, because that's a big thing for me. Because you don't want to be at a ceremony and sitting there and you're just like told you're, me sit still, be quiet, you know. And you're really good at that though. You really bring, like I have seen um, some video footage of you actually. I probably yeah. <laughs> haven't told you that. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I love it, Tina. I love it. <laughs> and you really do. You bring everybody into it. It's everybody's experience for for the couple, you know. So I love that about you. and. Um, yeah, sorry. Didn't no, mean to no, you're um, no, I feel like like weddings these days they can be quite expensive. And if you've got all these people there, like say, you know, my my well, most of my weddings are about 80 guests plus, right? So, you know, you think if you've got 80 people there sitting in silence, we don't want to hear crickets. And these the couples have invited these people because they want them to feel something and they've carefully selected these guests to come and enjoy it. So a, a big thing for me is I make everyone feel involved and um, just banter with them. And a lot of my stuff, like as much as, you know, I do prepare their story and, um, you know, to put my little spin on their love story, a lot of my stuff is just off the cuff and, um, you know, I just sort of go with whatever is happening um, during the ceremony because one thing for me is I embrace the chaos. Well, <laughs> look, do you know what? That was actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you and it was how do you work with your couples to like create that unique experience for them and their unique, I guess, wedding ceremonies? What is the what is the thing that you do different to other people or what is it that you think celebrants need to do to make I that happen? I don't think it's something that I do differently. I think it's something I do well, though. I feel like a lot of celebrants possibly follow this path, particularly ones that offer that unique personalised ceremony. But I, um, 
love doing face-to-face meetings with my couples so I can get a gauge of them. I read body language, you know, just have conversations with them and get their vibe as a couple. Um, I find out all about them because essentially for me, and you would know as well, with booking your wedding vendors, you really need to get along with them and you mm. need to um, build that relationship with them because essentially for me anyway, I'm not sure about um, the Gloss Girls, but I become their third wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, from the beginning of the day. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're in the middle of the day and then yeah. the DJ's at the end of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's like essentially, you know, I become their third wheel um, but without all the other fluffy benefits, um, we won't yeah. go into that now. This is, I'm sure, a G-rating podcast. Um, so <laughs> I, um, <laughs> there we go. Anything, anything is possible with Mel. Um, so I get to know them quite well, and their ins and outs of their relationship. Um, they, I, I build their trust so they open up to me because essentially, if they're not going to open up to me and tell me stuff about themselves. I'm not going to get much info and I'm going to do a shit job and I don't want to do a shit job. Mm. So it's really important that you vibe with your um, celebrant. Something I do as well, and I'm sure, again, I don't think it's something exclusively that I do, but I do send a questionnaire to each of my couples and I get them to answer it separately in their own words. And from those answers, I um, pick and pull that apart and that's my bread and butter to create their love story and their ceremony. But I don't Mm. tell it word for word how they tell me. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And I really love that about, um, see, I don't love writing, but I feel like as a celebrant, you've got to have an element of being able to write well, because even if you're working off the cuff, you sort of got to know where you're going with it. It's a little bit like a comedian, right? You've got mm. to have sort of like a, a basic a outline. Yeah. 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 yeah, you've got it. Yeah. And I, I guess with that as well, with being a celebrant for me, I love humour. I have a pretty, oh, I've got a, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell people that I don't mind making a dickhead of myself as long as it makes everyone feel comfortable, which is yeah. why I do it. Um, I don't try to be funny though. That's, I feel like if you try to be funny, you're overcompensating for something and at the end of the day it's not about me at all it's not about my reputation or me like trying to be the funniest person there or the best person there because the the focus is the couple Mm. so anything I do with humor or anything like that it's to make them feel comfortable and and the guests to feel comfortable and relatable as well because I guess everyone loves a dickhead yeah (laughs) and look I think well I love when humor comes from every day occurrences you know so when you're there and something happens and you're quick I think you're quick you know and you're able to find something funny in a situation that will make people laugh but it's not planned which I think is I think it's essential personally yeah yeah which is why I embrace the chaos I absolutely love when something happens (laughs) because I can use that particularly if I'm MC at the reception you best believe I'm going to be using that later on But I had um my I will tell you um a situation where this happened. So I did a wedding last year at Peterson House in the chapel there. Beautiful, um gorgeous, gorgeous chapel. Um, there was the tallest groomsman I've ever seen. He was standing at the front, and the couple had bought their chocolate Labrador, beautiful dog, quite big. Mm-hmm. Anyway, had the exit. Um, everyone was throwing petals. It had been raining, by the way, as well. I probably should have mentioned that. So everyone's throwing <laughs> petals. And um, the couple have left the chapel. The last groomsman have walked out with the dog and all of a sudden I heard this boom, look down, he'd, he'd like stacked it. The oh. dog had bolted, he'd slipped on a pedal. 
<laughs> but I was just like, where's the videographer? The videographer missed it all. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, it was like the biggest thud. That poor guy, he hurt his shoulder, but it was like pretty hilarious. Oh. Um, so I used that ammo all night, particularly when he did his speech. I was like, careful, mate, careful, don't fall over. It was like... <laughs> It was, it was gold for me. I love that. <laughs> oh, but, but, like, you know, I still had that mum instinct where I at least waited to see if it was okay. Then I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it works, right? Not a complete yeah, okay. Now I laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you usually stay through the ceremony and the reception? Like how does that side of things work with celebrants? Like is that a is that a package? Is that additional services? So for me, um, so once I've married them, I don't just like hit it and quit it. Again, mm -hmm. the, the third real reference there. Um, I, do, I do stay, um, you know, wait for that moment because it, all the guests are running up and giving them a cuddle or whatever or they might want to go get group photos and all that stuff so I don't want to intrude too much. But I do stay and um, I'll often help the photographer wrangle the guests because it's like herding cats. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of photographers are amazing, amazing shooters, but they're not particularly comfortable with bossing people around, whereas mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, I've got the microphone, I've got the power, so people will listen to me. <laughs> so I usually <laughs> half an hour to an hour, make sure they're all good, um, you know, might get them a drink or something because they just got married and then, you know, they've gotten people coming up, hugging them and or they're taking million photos and they're just like stressed. Um, other instances where people are now booking me as MC as well, so I just stay around and I make sure everything runs smoothly and it's a smooth transition. I'll go, like, often if they're going to go away for an hour and a half photos, I'll make sure they've got drinks. I'll um, check that the venue or whoever's or the caterers have got their, you know, they always have a little snack plate for them to take yes. Yeah, make sure they've got all that because my focus is a couple. That's who I'm there for, to make sure that they're having a shit hot time and they're not stressed because <laughs> yeah. they will get over photos. They will, but we mm. want it to feel like, you know. It's and, I mean, you see it all on the day, right? You're like you're there and, you, you know, as soon as they're arriving, you see the nerves from the word go. So you're already prepared to make that sort of um, dissipate a little bit, you know, to be to make them feel a little bit more at ease. And if you're doing 80-plus people, I think that's where the nerves come in a lot that there's just a lot of people there right mm. yeah yeah and um when you say I'm prepared for them I do have um a bottle of fireball in my car on here yeah. just in case I need a sneaky <laughs> shot I don't, I don't know if that um helps with nerves <laughs> uh, yeah, it does um it, either that or you know um particularly the the groom groom and the groomsmen if they're made to go in first um, and stand up the front, they're usually like, because everyone's watching them and waiting for I people know. to come in. I don't get them to stand up the whole time though because um, I think that's crap and I don't think that's very fair. But I'll yeah. get up there and I'll just banter with them and stuff and usually I, I tell them a joke um, mm -hmm. to calm them down and I'll tell you the joke that I tell them. And oh, yeah, I just love it because it gets a really good photo. So I got this off my three-year-old. Why chicken's so funny? Why? Because... <laughs> And they just start looking at me, but you can't help but laugh, right? And they're like, "You are a dickhead." But then, you know, you always get the converse always get that shot. And they, and I often have them come up to me and go, "I'm so glad you were talking to me because, um, God, you made me feel so comfortable." I'm like, "Yeah, That's yeah, you need that joke." Hmm. Do you want to hear my favorite joke? I'm yeah. just gonna ready. Okay. Yeah, tell me. What's ET short for? I don't know what's ET short for. Because he's got little legs. I was about to say that. I swear I heard that before. 
I love it. I love it. I, you can I love use that, that one, Mel. You can yeah. add that one to your repertoire. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I don't know. I'm just visualizing the church echoing from because. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. People can hear it. One time I forgot to turn my microphone off. <laughs> got to be careful about that you got to be very careful as well when um particularly the videographers like um mic you up and stuff yeah, you got to right. be what you say in there yeah well that's something i want to ask so, so do celebrants bring their own pa system or is that something that's not really happens anymore or do i do want- um, I definitely do because I'm charging a certain price and offering a certain service. Venues, look, venues, most venues do have their own speaker and stuff, but I don't trust anyone else's. Well, if you're outside, like yeah. if you're outside under an arbor, that they, they wouldn't probably provide that, would they? No, not usually. Um, sometimes if there's a muso or a DJ, they've got their own. But, look, I just bring my own because I know it works. It's um, it's a Bose S1, so it's like top of the range. I've actually so so good that I've got two just in case, you know. I was going to say, have you ever been in a situation where the PA, PA hasn't worked, like your, your microphone is cut out and nobody can um, hear you? And No, no, but yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last week was like a real busy week for me. I had five weddings. Mm-hmm. Two weddings were celebrant and MC in a row and mm-hmm. I hadn't charged my PA, which is like blasphemy. I never not. I usually bring it home and charge it. and. It, it wasn't during the ceremony, though. I always get to the ceremony like half an hour to an hour beforehand just to make sure everything's working well. And, yep. yeah, my speaker wasn't working. It was dropping out. And I realised it's because I hadn't had it charged. But lucky oh. for me, I was at the amazing Peppers Creek Bower Room and I oh. came in and charged it. <laughs> awesome. That was lucky. But, um, yeah, but I never, like, I'm even at the point with my mic and my um speaker thing it shows like how much battery I have and mm. even if it's on like if it's just hit one I still put new batteries in it because that's that's a big deal like you need everyone to hear you need everyone to you know oh it's the worst like when you can't hear what's going on you're at a ceremony and you're sitting yeah. in a church and you can't hear anyone and you're yeah. just like why am I here I could yeah, just be exactly in the car and hear just as much as what I'm hearing in the church yeah. when my girlfriend got married she got married in um beautiful big church in Newcastle and they oh, had yeah. no microphones. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, my God. Oh. It wasn't um, like the main church. Yes. Called. Yeah, the huge, I call it Scooby-Doo face because yeah. <laughs> it looks like Scooby-Doo face. What? Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to, if you we'll have to bring up a picture of that. Brewery and you look up, it looks like Scooby-Doo's face. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's not exactly how I remember it. However, mm-hmm. now I'm going to go and look for a photo and – um, Maybe you've got a road I'll, trip. I'll send it to you after this, um, after this chat. Anyway, so that's crazy because that church is huge. Actually, yeah, it was incredibly. I funeral and they, um, I, I do remember that. There was like over 100 people there because it was a young guy. And, yeah, I remember that. They didn't have a microphone. No, it was crazy. And I'm like, my friend's really softly spoken as well. Yeah. So uh, we didn't hear anything. I was just oh. like, it was, I was really, yeah, it was annoying because they're such a beautiful couple. Oh. Um, But the priest had a microphone yeah of course <laughs> so we're not going to get was, really well now, which yeah. T- yeah but let's talk about this because yeah. you know when you're getting married um in a catholic church in particular mm-hmm. um the priest is you know up front and center in the middle of the couple uh-huh. what had now we, we everyone has their opinion on this what's your opinion <laughs> what's your opinion yeah. i, I want to hear yeah, the mate. real deal yeah so that my opinion is Weddings now, um, 
they're about the couple. They're focused on the couple. Like, yeah, there's 120-ish legal words we have to say, but predominantly it's focused on them, their relationship, their personalities, and and their love because that's what it is. It's about how much they love each other. Um, you know, if if you do yeah. that, yes, mm. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yeah, and so for me, I'm not the center of attention. Like, yeah, I'm doing all the talking but I'm off to the side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. most of the time, you know, if they've got a couple of videographers and, you know, people have content creators now, that's a big thing, and photographers. And if it's in a small space, often I'm not even in the shot anyway, but you can hear me. So that's, you know, yeah, that, that's enough. Um, I do get in between the couple for when they do their legal vows because it's a repeat after me type thing yep. and it's their rings just so I can coach them through it because they always forget which finger the bloody ring goes on unless yeah. they've got you'd probably know because you do it a lot the girls yeah. now get the um glittery nail on that um yeah. on the uh, finger that the ring goes yeah. so they know which finger it is or they get little pearls or something <laughs> on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always forget and it's like no your other left which is funny because again like I said before I embrace the chaos I love I love real moments like that but yeah it's not about me and um I guess this has become a hot topic everywhere at the moment but the kiss shot yeah. so you know at the very end where we go um, I now pronounce you um, whatever you want to be, newlyweds, mm. wives for life, husbands, husband and wife, um, partners for life, whatever you want to be. And then they have a kiss. I am like, I will commando roll if yeah. I have to. <laughs> <Out of> that, <laughs> shot. that I want to see. That I need yeah. to see. I actually almost did um, <laughs> last year. I remember that happened. I was like, oh, um, because it was a very small space and I, I had nowhere to go. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm never in that kiss shot. I actually made a joke once with a photographer. He didn't think it was very funny. He was a newer mm-hmm. photographer. And he's like, oh, um, yeah, so, like, he, he hadn't been doing it for long. I think I was two years in and I was like, hello, you know, talking through what I do because I always like to go up to the photographer and videographer at the start and let them know if there's any special things happening so they don't mm-hmm. miss out on their shots because they've got a job to do as well. Yeah. Right. And... Um, I was like, he said, oh, you get out of the kiss shot, don't you? And I went, oh, nah, I'll get right in the middle and I stand there. So they kissed me on the side of the face and he was like, his jaw dropped. Well, let's think about this for a minute though because I, I will say, like, I know a lot of celebrants and um, I feel like you don't really know what each celebrant's going to do anymore because there's the wild and wonderful ones. There's such a wide variety 100%. of personalities, which I guess for that poor guy, he's thinking, oh, is that like part of her thing? Like, yeah. Is that what she, is no, that what she wants? I get a funny photo with them afterwards doing that, not during. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And I think that there is a lot of emphasis on that um, that kiss shot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, who wants their celebrant with their head just popping above them? Yeah. Or, you know, if they do like the a little meerkat in the background. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little meerkat, exactly. Over their shoulder. I think also, too, what people don't realise is when the couple have that kiss, most time it's super short, right, because they're kissing in front of like 100 or plus people yes. and they never do it long enough. So, Often photographers take them back to the arbor after they've done the ceremony and get them to do it again as if it was like the shot they wanted in the first place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, Because, yeah, it's never long enough. 
Well, I mean, me personally, doing a big pash in front of my dad just felt wrong. Yeah. So it Some was people just, really go for it, but I know. Yeah, tongues <laughs> and everything. You always see the tongues coming out the other side of the head. It's hilarious. <laughs> it. Isn't that awkward? I find that awkward. No, I, I love the real movie star kiss, the the dip. I love a dip. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love the dip. dip. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I made my husband promise me not to do the dip because he would have thrown me down and would have fallen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened before. That's fine. I love that stuff. Though. Like, I love, I love stuff when it's like candid and, you know, when things go wrong because things are going to go wrong. Your wedding day is never going to be perfect. That's yeah. the thing. But you've got a team of shoot hot vendors that are behind you that are going to make sure that you're still having fun anyway, even if it doesn't go wrong and you just laugh, you know, even if it doesn't go to plan, you just mm. laugh it off. Yeah, yeah, and look, for, for us, we're the first people they see. We're the first people that the bride sees. Oh, yeah, because I'm not getting there at 5 o'clock in the morning. Or black. Right. Well, I try not to as well because <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather hire someone to help me than be there at 5 a.m. My sister-in-law's yeah. wedding, oh. they're up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was, I've was. i got one of those tomorrow morning. So I uh, married till 4 o'clock that afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of those tomorrow. I'm up at, um, I think I've got to leave home at 2.45. Ew. Ew. That yeah. is ooh. Yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, I have done it though, because I've done a couple of hot air balloons, you know. Oh, so that'd be sick. That's one of my I got a bucket list of place I want to marry people and hot air um, balloons. Oh, I'll put it out there for you, Mel, because yeah, I I, I, don't, I mean I just don't go to sleep. I just stay up mm-hmm. because I have to be there at 2.30. Yeah. Because yeah, it's right. usually just the bride, you know, and they've got to be over there at 4 30. Yeah. So, you know, but it's beautiful. But like we're the first person that they sort of see in the morning. So we kind of get that first initial um everything's okay or they're panicked yeah you know we get that first thing oh, shit, I'm getting married right yeah. oh crap they're here and it's starting you know really and cool. then we watch the progress of the day now I'm I think we're really lucky at Glossville like, you we, watch the wheels fall off is we do <laughs> we do <laughs> we watch the wheels fall off 100 percent. but then it. by the time they get to you know, getting to their dress and the photographers there, we usually have got them in that state where they're just sort of chilled and it makes it all yeah. good. But by the time they get to you, they get back to that nerves again because <laughs> the, the, the photographer's there, you know, and they're doing some bits and pieces. And yeah. photographers, I think they actually, you mentioned it before, they need like a course in wrangling mm. because <laughs> some of them need a little social. Right, not like like I do work with a lot of amazing ones that um have been doing it for a long time, but I think yes. the new ones maybe get a little bit nervous. Oh, a little they bit. need to be bossier. Yeah, because things need to run to time. Like yes. the amount of times lately where I've gotten there and like, oh, because I I always visit my couples on the day, um, unless we've got a wedding rehearsal. But most of the time I'll come in and breeze in because I need to meet their bridal party because I haven't met them before. Yeah. And I like to let them know what they need to do, which isn't much, but they're always the ones that are way more nervous. Mm. I'm like, where do I walk? What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So I come in and visit mm. them. But I like to work off their timeline because a lot of the time they're having a first look or they're having a first look with their dad or they're doing a dress reveal with their bridesmaids. They want to get those beautiful photos. And you don't want me coming in, hello, like Mrs. Doubtfire, like, um, so, but the amount of times lately, it's like I'll get there. At the time I said I would get there, I've messaged my my brides, grooms, you know, partners, whatever, and let humans that I'm marrying, and let them know I'm on my way. And I'll get there, and the photographer's like, "Oh, sorry, we're forty minutes behind." I'm like, mm. 
how how can you be behind? Like, yeah. why you such a like take photos? Um, well, I understand things happen, things go wrong. That's I, and things can go wrong on the day. And even for I would say one of my strengths in my job isn't actually to say I'm a great hair and makeup artist, yeah. but to actually keep it really calm in the morning. Yeah. You're because, a people people manager. Yeah. People. Well, I just feel like that there's nothing that I can't fix. You know, mm-hmm. like things. And that's what you've got to do. You, you're not just one. You, you don't just wear one hat, do you? Like even, oh, you know, no. makeup artists and celebrant, I don't just wear one hat. I don't just marry people. No. And, it's, I mean, I, I'm sure there are um, celebrants that do just, you know, what do you go? Stand <laughs> up and say the legal stuff. And, and go, yeah, right. And, and I've yeah, seen no, it. And there's that. makeup artists that come in, do the makeup and go. Yeah. You know, don't talk to them. I've seen that's so awkward. I've walked in. How awkward like is five that? People and, like, makeup artist isn't saying anything. And I, I later found it. I think she was hungover. It wasn't one of yours. Um, I don't care if you're hungover. Just talk to him. I don't care. Oh, well, yeah. actually, I this happened. Like, but. I saw this too, actually, because I was doing hair for a job and a makeup artist was there. And the makeup artist told them. She told them she was hungover and I'd be so pissed. Wait, oh, this may have been the same wedding. Yeah, but like you've got it, you've really, when it comes to weddings, like this is what people don't understand. Like when they're on all those wedding groups, like I want X, Y, Z, you know, yeah. a hairdresser or a celebrant doesn't cost an arm and a leg. We charge what we charge because you're taking away, us away from our families. We, we are spending time with you we're heavily invested in your day we don't just turn up it's all the pre pre pre-work that we do all the meetings we do um you know on the day like I'll come like I said I'll come and visit them I'll make sure they're calm I'll message them do you need me to bring anything sometimes I need to bring them stuff like oh my god I forgot this I forgot that um I'll bring up champagne. I'll bring them, you know, joy. And these are the things that we talk to our brides about and this is what we, we actually really probably started the podcast for was so that, yeah. you know, brides could actually feel at ease knowing that it's okay to ask for what you want and to actually yeah. be able mm. to pick your tell dream. Us, thing, tell us, yeah, tell us, yeah. Asking the questions first. For sure. You know, um, you know one of the things that we've spoken about with other people is, you know, taking a deposit. And um, my husband actually, his, his boss at work, his daughter's getting married. And um, he goes, mate, I just had to pay out a deposit. Is that a thing? You know, he's asking my husband. husband. Non-refundable booking fee, we have to call it. Non-refundable booking fee. Right. To secure your date and time because if you don't snap us up, someone else will. Exactly. And and we want to educate people on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we want to educate people on that because, you know, it's not just willy-nilly. You really need to ask these questions and find out whether these people are the right people for you because if you want that ceremony, um, it will even for yourself, like being a celebrant, you know, um, do you want to be married by a priest or a celebrant? You want an all-inclusive or do you want, you know, someone who has some, you know, a more, you know, aged um celebrant you know someone who has been doing it for a long time or do you want a relative doing it like there's so many decisions that you have to make that I think that that there are a lot of older celebrants still that still have like that um personalized young mentality but it's 100 percent. I I think it's one of the hardest jobs in the wedding industry to be a celebrant because it really 
I do. No, I 100% do. Um, I feel like that you have to put so much of yourself into being a celebrant mm. um, when you're out there and you're hustling, you're out there and you're putting your best foot forward for your couples. It mm. isn't just a job. It is personal. Yeah. And um, I think that that's where it comes down to it. Like every time I see one of your posts, I'm just like, love it. Cause I'm like, you're Aww. out there and you're being you, you yeah. know? And I feel yeah, like I'm I don't celebrant. have a social media team that does my Instagram or my TikTok. I don't, I'm recently, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but no, what you see on Instagram, that is me. That yeah. literally that, that post, that is like a thought. <laughs> that is how I talk. That is me. That is me. Like so, not, that is me. So tell me, just get um, a question I've, I've wanted to ask. What would be your advice that you give to couples who are looking for the right celebrant um, or officiant on their on their wedding day? What what are the things that they should ask that would so, like give you your dream client? Because people forget that as vendors, we have our dream clients as well. Yeah. You know, so what questions should brides ask to make sure that you're the, the, the right fit for each other? Well, I think first of all, don't just talk to the one celebrant just because you saw someone at a wedding that was amazing or you've seen them all over, you know, social media, whatever, or TikTok or whatever, you think they're amazing. They may not be the right fit for you. Um, you need to talk to a few. And and be honest with your celebrant as well and just say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm talking to a few celebrants. And they'll, they'll appreciate that because, like I said before, we need to vibe with you as much as you need to vibe with us because if you don't get along with your celebrant that well or you don't really feel comfortable with them, you're not going to open up to them. And, again, they're going to do a shit job and we, we don't want to do a shit job. We want to we want to make this the best bloody wedding you've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah. I yes, I bloody do. <laughs> um, so that so that's one thing. Talk to a few people. Get on. Um, get on. The, there's lots of wedding groups, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, you you'll see people being recommended. Word of mouth is great as well. Um, Google. Get on Google and look up Google reviews. Um. Personally, when you speak to, so couples speaking to a celebrant, just ask, like, what do you do? What do you do well? Um, How do you create your ceremonies? Um, I guess, you know, ask um, how they operate as well because for me, I I don't make like like there's a lot of things I do and I do well but it may not be for you you may not want that like you know I love when couples have a shot of love for instance fireball if you follow me on Instagram you know fireball <laughs> um but not everyone wants to do a shot and that's cool I'm not going to make you do it there's only 120 legal words you have to say and the rest is whatever you want to do but if you've got guests coming I do something that's sort of non-negotiable for me is I I get them involved and I I get them um, to know that they're going to have fun. But in saying that, it's to the right degree. It's not to the tacky degree where I want them yelling out all the time or I'm going to get them to go woohoo all the time because that's, you know, it's not the football like Mm. Um, unless you want it to be the football. Again, it's it's whatever you want. (laughs) Um, Other questions, you know. Just just ask how they operate, how they work. Um, ask how how they formulate their ceremonies. That's a big thing as well because, again, you if you do want a really personalised ceremony and they, they don't ask you questions or they don't meet up with you, well, then how are they going to know about the two of you? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Hang on. I'm just my, – my brain is just backtracking. Yeah. So yeah. alcohol consumption before getting married, yeah. is that, that's fine? 
Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, oh, so you can you perfect. can have a drink, right? So the the main the main legal thing is you can't be smashed or off your face. Yeah. Or so has no, anyone been smashed? Uh, <laughs> uh, I do I do I do have a story about that, but I'll backtrack to that in a sec. Um, so um, because the the thing is right, if you're drunk and you get married, you can turn around later on and say, "Oh, I don't remember." signing the papers or I don't remember saying that but like bear yeah. in mind people have videographers so it's on film whatever yeah. um because fun fact and a lot of people don't know this so you know when we get them to say um do you such and such take such and such to be a lawful wedded wife husband or partner mm-hmm. vice versa that is when they're married not when they sign the papers when they say the words that's the moment they're married yeah okay and then the paperwork is just a formality so it's recorded yeah and so, you, um, you have to say the full name too right you like, have to say the full name at least once and a lot of people hate their middle names yeah yeah mine's pretty but, boring but like, you have to, yeah well there's a few people that have like really long middle names or um yeah. you know right yesterday had a pretty long name but <laughs> i also what do you actually have um oh god i just keep thinking of things do you um have like people when the name thing like, yes do they have um have you had someone that's had like four or five names? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and this couple, I don't know if they're going to see this or listen to this, but she will laugh her ass off. So they're Kiwis and his name I practice and practice and practice and for the life of me, I <laughs> it up and all of their guests were from, were Kiwis and they all just laughed at me and they're like, yes. And they laughed at me like this white cow cunt. It was... <laughs> Um, I won't say his first name, but it was like, oh no, Tyler Tate Kayapa. Some I can't even say it now. Oh my god! And I had to say it twice because I've got to say it for her and for him. Yeah. And when I came, when I looked at him, when it was his turn, I'm like, I'm apologising now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing this name in the mirror, but I'm going to stop it up regardless, right? <laughs> Even afterwards, the bride was like, oh, yeah, I still can't say it properly. I'm like, oh, because that's like my one job is to get the legal stuff right. The the rest is all just, you know, an, a, a value-add type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like my one thing. Um, but, yeah, sorry, we got off track. What were we talking about? Oh, like, yeah, not being drunk. So, yes, long story short, yes, you can have a drink or two beforehand. And a lot of people do, like especially brides and bridesmaids when they're getting ready to have mimosas when they're Ooh, getting their hair yeah. yeah. Like the thing to do, they offer it to us. I'm like, do you want your hair and makeup to look good? Yeah, do you want to look like uh, Priscilla <laughs> yeah. Queen of the Desert? Yeah. I wouldn't mind though, looking like Priscilla Queen of the Desert. That would be sick. My <laughs> my bucket list item is to have someone dress me as a drag queen. I would love to dress as a drag queen. Oh, oh my god! I know a stylist and I know a makeup artist, so we can yeah. definitely arrange that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I really want to dress in drag. Um. Anyway, so, yes, what we're talking about before being drunk. I did a wedding last year. We'll not go too much into it, but um, it was like, you know, an hour or two before their ceremony. I had to drop some stuff off and then come back and and the groom and the groomsmen were there and they hadn't slept. <gasps> he, he, I think that was just his personality, it was just a bit out there, but... Um, yeah, I I saw him have one or two drinks. And this was like a, an hour and a half before the ceremony and I had to politely say, actually, I wasn't polite about it. <laughs> I was polite at first and gave him some water, but then I had another vendor 
around and I won't go too much into that was like saying you know messaging me going you need to do this and blah blah I'm like oh they're not even that bad it's just his personality anyway so I was like had some water had some water and then I had to turn around and go mate if you don't drink this water right now I'm not gonna fucking marry you (laughs) Um, and yeah I had to get my cranky voice on which I never do yeah Um, but it was fine and and it wasn't like his groomsmen were way worse than he was that's the thing groomsmen right groomsmen at a wedding um they're just like some of them are great don't get me wrong it's awesome to have like your best friends or your family or whatever by your side but some of them are just there just to like party up it's like they've never been out before yeah oh I've got no problem like that's the thing at the end of the day it's about my couple and it's not not about anyone else and if you're going to compromise their um joy and their um their experience for the day like well and I don't imagine (laughs) that any partner would be happy if their partner turned up drunk yeah you know because I mean whether you're a partier or not like I this actually happened to me that was part of the reason I asked you I was in the makeup the bride just she must have drunk two bottles of champagne in the morning there straight no no mimosas was she nervous? Super nervous. Yeah. Um, but everyone was telling her to stop drinking. Ooh. Everyone. Yeah. And she was just ignoring them. And then I ended up having to say to her, and it's like, it's like, not my job. I don't want to be the person. Yeah. But it was like, I just, I'm just going to tell you this. I know you don't want to stop drinking. I know that you're just <laughs> nervous. Getting your mum voice on. <laughs> I was. and But this is what it was like and her mum was there and I'm probably yeah. the same age as a mum. Yeah. And I said, and I know you don't want to listen to your mum, yeah. but they mm. won't marry your love. Yeah. I said, all this money and effort. I said, and they're not going to marry you. Yeah. I said, um, and she's like, Really? She had no clue. And I said, yeah, really, love? She goes, oh. I said, so get some water into you. You can't keep drinking. Anyway, she must have had a few drinks after that as well. Yeah. And um, I knew the celebrant. And the celebrant does what you do and drops into the house beforehand. And I pulled her up outside and I said, (laughs) she's half tanked. Yeah. (laughs) If not fully. That girl, yeah. So you're going to have to like tell her like in a strict voice, I've done my best, Yeah, but um, you have to tell her. And she did end up getting married. So um, I think there was like probably an hour before the wedding, they sobered her up a little bit, but I just thought, I, I, I wonder why people choose to do that beforehand, but I think it is. It's a bit of nerves, isn't I think, it? You know? I think that could be education as well because, being honest, I go through all this with my couples when I sign the legal paperwork yeah, and yeah. I let them know, you know, on the day this is what's going to happen because I'm I'm up front at the start and I let everyone know the process of what happens and all that stuff. And, yeah, that's a big thing I always tell them. And it's so funny because I'll arrive to visit the groom and the groomsmen and they're like, don't worry, but we made sure he hasn't had anything to drink. Uh-huh. Know that he can't drink today before the ceremony. I was like, I, no. <laughs> I hear that all the time. And I'm I, like, hear the- I was like, no, you can have one. They're like, oh, yeah, good, because he's had one. I was like, well, don't bullshit me, mate. Like, I'm going to, you know, don't bullshit a bullshitter. I can see through that. I love it when I'm with the girls and the girls, um, the bride's super stressed and she's saying to, the, to everybody that walks in that's been over to the boys' house, are they drinking? Yeah. Where are they? What are yeah. they doing? And I'm like, 
Oh, God, because they probably panicked about, you know, what they're going to be like when they walk down the aisle. Yeah. Mm. No, no. And, and even so fun fact as well, so you know how we have two witnesses over 18? Yeah. Um, because they also have a legal obligation, they can also not be drunk or on drugs. Oh, you've heard it here, people. Yeah. So no witnesses are to be drunk and no couples to be drunk. Yeah. yeah. And Until I after. mean, because a lot of um, my weddings now, I don't know if you've seen, but if they can't decide who they want to be their witnesses, they do a witness raffle or draw names out of a hat. Oh, my so, God. Um, that sounds like so fun. Even if we do those, I still have to make sure whoever they choose is, yeah. you know, not is, drunk on drugs. And yeah. personally, I have no problems broaching that subject with people because it's, it's my job on the line. Like I do this full time. This is my bread and butter. Mm. Um, I don't want to lose my license or lose of course. doing what I love because Absolutely. I can't believe I get to call this a job. Like I, and it only takes one person to say, it. oh, I went to this wedding, you know, Mary by Mel was there and, you yeah. know, yeah. they were drunk. You know, yeah. one person, career, That's right. you know, it's a and, career killer. And, and you know, it doesn't happen. And you're talking about like the, you know, the raffles and stuff. What are some other trends that um, or changes that you've noticed over like wedding ceremonies over the past few years? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me this because I'm so, this is what I'm all about. I'm all about saying F you to tradition and doing doing things that are completely different. So um, something I bloody love um, to do because uh, I feel like traditionally weddings were, they're male orientated, but they're targeted all at the bride. And whereas, you know, it's all about inclusivity mm-hmm. now. You know, it's not mm. just bride and grooms. There's brides, there's grooms, there's partners, non-binary people. It's all about everybody. And I love that. And so big thing is making it about both people, both partners, and giving in it, letting, um, you know, whether it's a groom or the other partner, having an entrance as well, not just standing up the front awkwardly. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love, I love doing that. It doesn't mm. have to be anything crazy, but I mean, it can be. I love crazy. Yeah. Um, giving them an entrance, they walk down the aisle to a song. Um, I've had it a few times where the groomsmen walk in first because we've got to yeah. make them do something because they do fuck all. Um, <laughs> we make them walk in <laughs> and then the groom walks in with either um, their mum or both parents um, or the other partner walks in with mum, both parents, because, again, it's um, a targeted, traditionally weddings are targeted about the bride and the bride's family and all that, And whereas it's about everyone. We want everyone to feel a part of it. So that's something I love. Also, um, having like um, different types of people coming in for an entrance, so like flower nanas instead of flower kids. I, love I know, flower, flower nanas oh, are so cute. Oh, that's a cute idea. Your, your nana's very proud of you. Like you know, she's it's 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 her day as well as much as your parents, if, yeah. if your parents are in attendance. Um, and beer boys, beer boys, big thing. Love a beer boy. Oh, I love. I actually saw one the other day where they were taking little um mini alcohol out of their pockets. Oh yeah, it was a, yeah fireball girl. I think I put that post up today. Fireball girls. Oh, did fire, you? Yeah, fire, handing out fireballs um beforehand. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I I think also another big thing is. Getting your guests, um, having the bar open before the ceremony, just like give them one or two drinks or a glass of sparkling on arrival, um, just sort of loosens the mood up and creates like a chilled, relaxed vibe. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is something I love? Oh, sometimes partners walking in down the aisle together. 
Yeah, you see, I do a lot of um, elopements. So me personally, so my team does big weddings as well as, you know, little weddings, but because I do both hair and makeup. So I see a lot of that, the the romance of getting married with just the two of you or just a handful of people there. Mm. And I love it. I love when they walk down together. Usually the couples that choose to walk down together, Mm. they're super mushy. (laughs) Oh, not, Not mushy as in. PDA, yeah. just very connected to yeah. each other. Yeah. And I he love it. bold statement that it's their day. It's not about yes. it. Yes. And I love bridal it. parties, that's a big thing as well. If they've got kids, they'll they'll have the kids with them or just no one, just the two of them. Yeah. Or if they've got oh. a bridal party, sometimes they make them sit down. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's awkward like as that. a bridal party. Yeah. So much. So many, so much. I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> we have to wrap it up. Oh, we're wrapping up. Oh, oh okay. I get. I know. Do you know what? Yeah. I seriously could talk to you all day. We have to have you back on again. We'll have to mm. talk about some more fun things that. Yeah, um, I have a lot of opinions. Oh man, okay. a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'd love to have you back on. So, this but. Is fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I know that our listeners are going to love everything that was spoken about today. And I'm not lying. I'm having you back on here. We'll do it again. And um, I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Before we say goodbye today, remember to subscribe and keep that bridal glow shining. Your support means the world to us and we're excited to continue this beautiful journey with you. Stay real, stay radiant and hit that subscribe button to stay connected. With you the sun is shining 24-7 when we're together It feels like we're in heaven If it will get dark You'll be my million stars I know I can lean on you Ooh, you catch me like a leaf Falling from a tree If you'll be a shooting star I'll make a wish No, I don't fake this kind of feeling Never felt so real My heart is on the table Cause you're my everything I do, 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 do I wanna marry you